Blinded by the scrap Welcome to your favorite pod, Outside the Scribe. I'm your host. This is Stone Cold AT. Beefmaster Flex. Got a great show today. Got Matt on the line. Talked for well over an hour. He had a lot of hate in his heart. We told him, come on here and let it out. I think we're going to have to get Rick back on the show because uh, he had a lot to say to Mr. Monday Slight, a.k.a. Rick Fab. Uh, we just finished up week 12 in the NFL zone. Really a lot of upsets around the league. And it's really shaping up to be the tightest playoff race possibly ever. Obviously, it's the first season we've done this format with sixth place going to the highest seed. So we're going to see how things shake out. It's going to be really interesting. Uh, real quick recap. Brant ki- uh, Brant. Grant kicked my ass 134 to 94. Uh, Rick still has some players to go tonight, but it's looking like he's going to take a fat L to... The newly crowned poop seat winner, Bayon, uh, thanks to a heroic 50 burger out of Tyreek Hill. Uh, Sense, continuing his winning ways down the stretch, sealed his fate as not the poop seat winner with a victory over Jason. 130 to, oh, sorry, Sense still has guys to go. Right now it's 130 to 98. Uh, Brad and Putz are in a real slobber knocker. It's looking like Putz is going to get the win as it stands right now. It's 155 to 153, but Putz has the Steelers receiver to go with tonight. Whether he chooses Juju or Claypool, that's his choice, but it's looking like a win for him. It'd be extremely unlucky if he lost. It actually, that could be an epic uh, blow up inside the scribe, but Matt took a. Bad loss to Mitch. The Florida boys battled. Mitch put up 125. Matt put up 70. Uh, and then rounding things out, Kyle trying to get out of that toilet trio. Put up 125. He got a victory over Pro. Pro has 79. He still has a player left to go. Didn't even click the matchup. Don't know who it is. But I don't think he's going to overcome that uh, point differential. So we head into week 13. Honestly, the only thing we do know is that the winner of this puts first Brad matchup is going to be in the playoffs. Most likely going to be puts. Week 13 matchups are looking like me versus Brad. Um, if Brad wins, he should be in. If I win, I should be in. It's just it's so hard to say, honestly. Uh, either one of us could lose and still get in on the, the six-seat point total. Uh, Rick versus Kyle. Rick is fighting for his life. He needs a monster week. Monster to get that six-seed. Uh, Kyle, he can claw his way out of the toilet trio, best case scenario, if he got a win. Um, and I guess Rick would have to really, uh, I think Sense could maybe pass Kyle, or pass Rick. I don't know. Didn't do all the homework on it yet because there's a thousand different scenarios. Grant versus Matt, winner's going to go to playoffs for sure. Loser will have a good shot of sneaking in as a five or getting that six seed. Uh, sense versus Bayon. They robbed us of some serious poop seat excitement. Bayon wrapped things up early. Uh, then we got the kid versus Jada. That's another one. Winner will be in playoffs. Loser. If kid loses, I don't know if he's going to get in. His point total is kind of weak, uh, so he's not going to get that six seed. Jason has a strong shot at getting the six seed, even if he takes an L. 
Uh, and then lastly, Pro versus Puts. Puts is already in the playoffs. If Pro wins, he will lock up a spot for sure. If he loses, he could tumble. Uh, and his point total, not bad, but I don't know if it's going to be enough to get the sixth seed. Uh, real quick, before we get to our interview with Matt, we just got to cut away to a new segment called Is the Kid Back? Uh, yeah, Mitch, this is Todd from Outside the Scribe. Just calling to check in. Uh, fresh off a 125-70 to 70 victory. Can I get a status update? Uh, is the kid back? The kid is fucking back, baby. Well, all right. That's good to know. Uh, talk to you next week. It's good to know that the kid is back, baby. Uh, without further ado, let's get to that long discussion with the MILF man, Hess. It was a real good one. Mm, I love this hero. We talked about his history in the zone. He had a lot of hate in his heart, like I said, and he certainly let it out. Uh, we took some great listener questions. We did rank them, talked all things about the NFL zone and the scribe. So let's get to it. I'm a nice man. Welcome, the MILF man, 17 years in the zone, I believe it is, Mr. Matthew James Hess. It's good to be on. I got one question. All right. Hey, Carson, how big's your job? <laughs> Happy hour start a little early down there in Florida. <laughs> uh, no, it's good to be on. Good to be on. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to, to talk about the season, some of the topics that we've been all chatting about, and you know, I really, I really want to want to direct some of my comments towards uh, that concept of Rick. So I'm just, yeah, I'm excited to get to get on this episode today. Well, we're really happy to have you here. I know you're chomping at the bit to address some of your haters. It's been a lot of chatter, you know, on inside the scribe and outside the scribe, and your name is frequently mentioned, so. Like I said, it's good to have you on, and let's get to it. Um, real quick, you know, we like to go through eh, generally the same guideline, whatever, list of topics and whatnot for everyone who comes on the scribe. Quick history of uh, Silverback Gorillas, also known as the MILF Man, also once upon a time known as Emily Hackenberg's Vagina, Inside the Zone. You weren't there season one, not really sure why, back in 2003, but you got in... Uh, in 2004, you joined us. Uh, 4-0-4. <laughs> you came in with a bang. I'm not really sure. I'm not sure what happened in 03, but yeah, yeah, I, don't know I think it was ninth grade started. And, um, yeah, I had a pretty decent team. Yeah, you did. And, took, uh, took second uh, in the regular season, third in the playoffs. Yeah. Yeah, it was, it was fun. I you know, I, I love fantasy. Um, 
and yeah, I had a good time. And then the next year, I believe, is when I, I lost to you in the finals. And I remember... I oh, hell yeah! You found a little loophole. I don't even really call it a loophole, but you exploited, you know, the return yards. Um, I think you had, like, Dante Hall on your team. And, yeah. And you ended up taking the cake. And, you know, it was, it was good for you. You found that... You know, you had a strategy there and exploited it. Excellent. And ended up besting me in the finals. But, yeah, the first first four or so years, I, I was um, doing pretty well. I just couldn't grab that elusive title. I felt like, you know, Sean, those first four years, you know, except he's been I was gonna say, minus going the through this. He's <laughs> been going through this pretty much entire life. Go! Yeah, minus the poopsie that he now is uh, <laughs> sitting solely upon that that is a stain you can never wash out in case he forgot i don't want, i don't want to get too far off track but mm-hmm. yeah that's a guy right there that i used to respect so much yeah you know with just his knowledge of football yeah knowledge of fantasy mm-hmm. and he's gotten so bad you know he's uh-huh. become the biggest homer that impacts his decision making yeah and he just this auctioneer hasn't really treated him too kindly but it hasn't man not, you know it's not to get too too far off uh, topic here. No, you know, it's, it is, as it is inside the scribe, on outside the scribe, we're an open scribe, so you can say whatever you want, and I agree with you, you know, Bayon, he used to be in the mix every year, he never got it done, but you look at that resume uh, back in the snake era, it's pretty good, and you look, at, you look at that resume, uh, you know, nowadays, it's just like... Not much else you can say about it. Um, but yeah, he locked in the pooper this week. Um, back to you and your history in the zone. You never want a poop seat. You know, you're just one of four. It's you, me, Grant, and Jada. Um, as I often like to bring up, you had one season, you took 11th, but you were never really in pooper peril uh, for the most part. Uh, I'm an unbiased host. You know, you're usually in the mix at the top. Um, and like you kind of touched on, I, I actually was kind of surprised. I didn't realize you got your first title in 2012. Uh, so you were in the mix a lot in those first eight years. You finally broke through in 2012, got it done, did it again in 2016. You got some regular season titles under your belt, some points titles under your belt. Um, you know, it's it's been... As everyone comes on and says at the end of the show, you're you're one of the more respected GMs, and we give respect where and, it's due. And that's, um, uh, I, I, yeah, I mean, I, it was tough. It was a long time, you know, for me to win a title. Mm-hmm. And um, I feel like those first four years, I probably should, I should have, I felt at least won one, but it, it you know, I, I didn't. And, you know, it happens. And then after that, I kind of, I don't know, I didn't really love. Um, I didn't really have any like really really strong teams. I got a little bit of a a wall. It was like when I went off the grid up to UMass. You know, I was yeah. it, it was those years. I I kind of I don't know. I just didn't have any sexy teams. And um, then in 2012, that was when I had RG3 and Alfred <laughs> Morris, and that definitely uh, definitely played with my emotions a bit. And uh, that's why I went out and bought a RG3 jersey. I was just to get that kind of um, skin, you know, monkey off, monkey off the back, it felt it felt good. So I remember 2012. That was Macy days, and I was in Baltimore, and 
Yeah, had to had to rock that jersey after he led me to a title. I think Alfred Morris in the final. He's the one that really led me to a title. I think he dropped forty or something. It was a monster game. Was, and um, uh, he ended up taking the cake and beating beating cuts. Those were great days. I mean, you you made the finals in '05 and '07. Uh, I'm just yeah. clicking through here. I mean, yep. most of these years have... you're in the mix in playoffs at yeah. the very least. Yeah, and I can't really remember 07 as, as much. I, I know I lost to Brad, and I can't, can't really recall our teams then, but um, yeah, I, I do remember 2012, and that was a damn good feeling. Hopefully I can repeat that sometime soon. Well, that's a good segue into our next uh, topic here. Let's talk about your team this season and how your season on the whole has gone. I, I think it's honestly the most, even like, when I look back to it, I had like three bad years, I would say, you know, where I finished, you know, pretty bad. Mm-hmm. My point totals were a little lackluster. This has been by far the most frustrating because really? came came out of the gates hot, and then, you know, team was still doing okay after that. You know, I was putting up decent point totals. I mean, the whole entire year, I've been pretty much leading, leading points. I was going to say, you're, you're currently, just, you're second in points right now. You're only yeah, three points but, off the but, lead from Grant. But with, with just how you know how I came out of the gates hot and how it's just been a little bit of a roller coaster. That's been it's been frustrating. Yeah. And then with some, you know, I, I've been really uh, kicking myself at you know some decisions I made. Two, two in particular. You know, the, the one with Trent Taylor no! obviously cost me a, a, a win that week, but that wasn't good. Yeah. You know, I, I hate being too cute. I remember I had. I had the free agent screen up, and I was like, hey, do I go with Richie James or Chuck Taylor? This is getting too cute, but I got Ridley. That's hurt. I got Colton. Yeah. He's been terrible, but, you know, he's he was on bye. Mm-hmm. You know, I probably should go with, with you know, Tim Patrick, who, who again, isn't a great option, but he's been, he's been surprisingly pretty decent. Um, you know, I probably should have went with him, but I'm like, you know what? No, there's no 49ers receiver that's healthy yeah. or that's not on the COVID list. Uh, I'm just going to roll the dice. I saw that, that Trent had more playing time than Richie James. It's higher on the depth chart. And despite all the articles that I read, not to start a 49ers receiver, I got way too cute to start him. So that was one I really kicked myself. The second one, yeah, I got really frustrated. And this is, it, it, it did cost me a matchup with sense and possibly cost me, you know, make it playoffs is um, when I started Pope. And what pisses me off is, you know, before he got injured, mm-hmm. I don't know when that was, week nine or 10, he was doing well, um, had a good game, got knocked, knocked out of, he, he had, he, no, let me say, so he start, he, week nine or 10, whatever, he played really well. Then the next week, I think yeah. he got knocked out of the game early with concussion, yeah. if I recall. And then um, Balaj came in and it did pretty well. And then when um, after that happened, what was weird about all this and what kind of threw me off was after Balaj did well, yeah, he instantly got demoted to the practice squad. And then Pope started practicing. Yeah. Then they reactivated Balaj on that Saturday or it was like it was like right before the game. So mm. everything that I was that I was seeing was all right. And then I was looking at them I mean Pope was still ahead of Balage. And it was an undesirable situation to be in because 
you know, I had Hilaire that was on by, and then I had Justin Jackson who was performing admirably, yeah. and then he got hurt for the Chargers. So I was kind of I was desperate at my running back situation, and I picked up, you know, Pope, Balazs, and then that running back. A, a Salvin, yeah, Salvin. <laughs> he um, went off. He had a solid 15 that week, was, but that's, that's tough. No, no one saw that coming. He did, and I didn't know. I'm like, shit, this is not a good situation. And the Chargers Dolphins were actually playing each other. I'm like, you know what? I think you know Pope's going to get the playing time. And I, I didn't have all the articles I was reading was it was going to be a timeshare between, you know, Pope and Elijah and probably Sprinkle and Josh Kelly. Yeah. And um, I ended up making the wrong decision there, and that's the one that really killed me. And that same week, fucking Russell Wilson oh, yeah. um, put up a point. Yeah. So, I was going to say, I'm looking at it now. You lost 94.43 to 102.08. I got to say, it is a pretty fluky week. You're not often going to see Russell hustle and bustle get you one point. Mm -hmm. Christian Kirk didn't do anything. I feel like every time you plugged him in, he's gone off for 20-plus, feels like. Um, Keenan Allen only at 11. It's solid, but, you know, he's he's always ready to go off and... Yeah, you got 30 out of one running back and zero out of the other. That's a tough loss. Um, it is. I think, and then you, you, you think about that, and then I'm just thinking about why I've been so frustrated this year. Then you think about that. Then also, you know, with, you know, you look, <laughs> well, I forget which week this was. Week four, Who's it against? When I, played, when I played that cocksucker Rick. Oh, you oh, played, uh, you played Rick Master that. Flex. A.K.A. Rick Fab, uh, week five, and you took a tough week loss, one eighteen to one twenty. So let's not even. I don't, don't want to spend too much time. I don't want to waste my breath on this cocksucker too much. But uh, let's let's just address this. So yeah, we should. You know, he, he call me a call me a pussy for for not starting Johnny Smith, and he's getting a little taste of you know, what's happening this week. Now, he's lucky that he has some precedent to work off of, you know, on what happened to the Titans week five and how they played despite, a, you know, a, a breakout in COVID with, yeah. the, with the team. You know, he's got some precedent to work off. Now, now, think, you know, eight weeks ago, I didn't have this. And, you know, I'm like, I remember I was walking to Evie's. <laughs> that Evie's. Yeah. That Evans to meet up with the kid, and I'm like, dude, it's twelve. It was literally twelve fifty five. Yeah, it was twelve fifty five. I remember Rick was was very confidently saying, "There's gonna be a decision made before before the kickoff at one o'clock." Well, no decision was made, and I'm and I'm like, dude, I can't take a zero, a big goose egg, mm-hmm. and what I thought to be a, it's going to be a close matchup. Yeah. So, yeah, you know, I tried to minimize the risk. I'm like, all right, well. Logan Thomas, that slut, has been pretty decent. Um, Al, or, uh, excuse me, it was Allen. Kyle Allen was going to be quarterback. Yeah. I thought he'd be checking down yeah. and just like, you know, using him as a safety blanket, and he'd have a decent bet. And that, you know, it didn't end up happening. But, you know, if you would tell me going into that week that, you know, Logan Thomas only needs three points for me to win that matchup, yeah. I would make that decision 100% of the time. Yeah. And, Rick, you know, he loves to, like, what, why I think he's such a coward is he'll speak so, you know, like, he, he says things, and it's always hindsight, in hindsight, you know? Oh, well, yeah, of course, your hindsight's always twenty twenty. Like, that's why, you know, he, he's very critical of a decision that's made after he sees the result of that decision. Like, not before, like, he, it's pathetic. 
and unreal. And he was he was he was incorrect in, in the NFL, you know, saying that there's gonna be a decision that was made before one there wasn't. And I, I, I made that move and you know that that sucks because obviously if I started John Hill, I would have won. But another thing that, that killed me that matchup yeah. was Keenan Allen getting hurt in the first five minutes of that game. Yeah. He caught a touchdown. He got you a tutty in twenty nine <laughs> on two catches. And then he gets hurt. If he doesn't get hurt, I, I'd probably win that matchup. But in any event, I, I think that's, you know, I just wanted to address that comment. I think it's pretty pathetic for, for Rick to, you know, kind of make those comments. And I think they're, you know, pretty, pretty uh, ridiculous. But a lot of people have been coming on and they got some choice words for Rick Master Flex. <laughs> And then, and, and now he's getting all—he's he's making the comment. Well, you know, people hang on to on every word. You know, talking about you and him. Well, I mean, if you say more accurate words, your your words are actually going to mean something. But you know, when you keep telling lies and you know exaggerating, your words are going to be meaningless. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm just not, not going to listen to this motherfucker. <laughs> well, I'd like to get Mr. Monday Night, aka Rick Fab back on the pod soon because he's got a lot of people saying his name when they come on here they're talking about him in the scribe they're talking about out of the scribe so a lot of people are trying to dance on his grave this week you know he's still in the mix um as i was telling i was telling matt before we got on on air i wanted to break down all the different playoff scenarios but there's there's literally like a million like because of this new wrinkle with the sixth place highest, uh, a sixth place seed going to the highest score, everyone's still kind of in the mix except for Sense, Kyle, and Sean. Uh, yeah. And Rick is too. I know we're dancing on his grave. Everyone likes to see Mr. Monday Night looking more like Mr. Monday Slight. But, um, you know, <laughs> he's still in the mix too. He can get the, the sixth seed with a, a nice week. Here in week 13, get that point total up there. And we don't know who's going to get the one through five seeds. We don't even know, you know, we don't know who any seed is yet. All we know is who wins between um, Darren and Brad, I believe, is locked in. That's all we know. Yeah, the league's tighter than a bullfrog's ass. (laughs) It sure is. And I love, you know, I know we normally touch on, like, some of the, you know, changes that we've made. Mm -hmm. And, um... Yeah, because I, I think we're pretty well good, you know, as I sum up this, just kind of taking a step back, you know, all those things are why I'm kind of frustrated with this season, but, yeah, mo- moving on, you know, with the changes that we've made, it's mm-hmm. definitely contributed, I think, to, you know, the league being really tight, and I love, <clears throat> I love all these changes, I love the first two weeks, you know, going with, um, you know, that victory points format that we did, and, yeah, and I love, I, I really love the sixth place getting, you know, getting that final playoff. Excellent. The highest, highest point total. So I definitely favor those changes, you know, moving forward. I wish, you know, we would somehow be able to kind of manipulate the, the standings a little better. Yeah. You know, so have to do that manually. But, you know, it is what it is. Um, but I definitely, I, I definitely like that. Um, you know, and as far as like other changes that I, I would like, um, you know, we're on the, the subject of Rick, and I swear this this guy has this an infatuation with IDPs. Like if he would if he would see <laughs> out, in the of, out in the middle of the street, 
he would pull down his pants <laughs> jerking off his penis. Like, I don't, I don't know what it is with IDPs, but he loves them. And, and I think I'm so against adding more IDPs or adding that, you know. You don't, you don't like that? Add it, add it, making it three, um, but cutting them in half? I, I was in a league that did that, and I, I hated it. Really? And I, and I, I, hear, I heard, I hear his argument, you know, well, we'll, we'll, you know, cut the points in half. No, I just think IDPs mm-hmm. are so hit or miss. And mm-hmm. it's stream, and people always stream. No. I, know, I know it plays against your strategy because you always like having Leonard and yeah, some I love, top performers. So I know yeah. you're not maybe on the same wavelength. Here I, I, but, yeah, I'm not, but I, I'm open to, go ahead. I'm open to everyone's opinion. Look, you look at it, they're always streamed, and guys don't even have any respect for those players. A lot of times, they're dropped. During bye weeks, you always see a, a, a lot of IDPs hitting the waiver wire. And these are pretty good IDPs, you know. So it just it shows the, the lack of respect for the position. Like, you know, if, if I have a skill position that goes on bye, I'm mm. not going to drop it. You know, so why? It, but IDPs, it's, it's different. Because we value other positions so much more, so if we're doing that, then I don't see why we would want to add another raw, you know roster spot for one. I think that that doesn't. I don't like that. So I wouldn't. I'd be kind of opposed to that. Yeah. Um, you know, that, uh, that thing going with well, that change. How do you feel about kickers? You know, I, I I don't mind. Again, that's another like position where guys never keep. Maybe except Putz, who, uh, who you know how, how how Eric feels about IDPs is how Putz feels about kickers. Um, <laughs> you know, that's I how I feel like, about Young Ho. Coo. <laughs> I, I thought you were gonna say Young Ho's. I'm like, now we're talking. <laughs> <laughs> we can talk about them later too. <laughs> uh, where was I? Um, yeah, yeah, baby, how, yeah. How how. Yeah, how IDPs are treated is exactly how kickers are treated. You know, during bye weeks, they're always, you know, drops, you know. And so I'm, I'm for keeping them, but mm-hmm. I'm definitely not for adding an IDP, um, you know, moving forward. Well, that's, I think a lot of people that we've talked to are sort of open to it. But again, we'll, we'll uh, hopefully in the spring meetings, people get on, I don't know, Zoom call, and we can all argue our cases and probably get nothing accomplished, and then come draft day, we'll figure it out. Yeah. But it's good. It's, 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 shout, out, shout out to Sense for, for uh, finding that spot. That was that was awesome for... for Excellent. I hope, I hope we can, you know, secure that place. Yeah, we should probably do it soon, actually, but... It's yeah, tough, tough to lock in a date, but hell yeah. Yeah, no, Sense, Sense killed it, and that might have played a role in him possibly lifting the curse. <laughs> Things are going his way. He's not on the pooper now. He is an 11, so it's not exactly good, but... <laughs> you know, but with that tight win that, you know, versus, uh, versus Rick, maybe, yeah, maybe, uh, you know, good things are coming for, for Sense. It seems like they might be coming his way, and we again, you know, since we appreciate you. Uh, oh, yeah, do you do you call it? Did you call her Nana or Nana? Nana, because I got. I mean, I got it. Nana. Nana so that's where I thought mm. maybe it's some older lady that just really took that 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 <laughs> name part and just wants to go by. Just embraced it. That's, 
Yep. Oh, exactly. I, 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 it seems I, I, I should have kept a running tally, but it seems there's more nanas than nanas. Nah, nah. Yeah. Well, heading on down the topics list. Man, we're already at the Rankum uh, section or portion of the show, but let's uh, let's backtrack just one second. Go through your roster. We heard about your frustrations. I know it says something that you're you're saying this is one of your most frustrating seasons. You're still second in points, and I I can't even figure where you're going to be in the standings after this week. You entered the week where were you like fourth place third uh, third yeah so i mean you're gonna be yeah you'll be i believe you'll still be in the playoffs after this week i think it's it again it's all gonna come down to this last week who wins who loses and that yep. sixth place seed is totally up for grabs but just running through your it team looks, go it ahead it looks like jada is gonna leapfrog me so he'll be i think he'll be at six and then i'll be in seven so mm. but yeah it's week 13 is is monster. <laughs> it definitely is going to be monster. Uh, just running through your team real quick. You got Russell at quarterback. Obviously, I'm going to guess you've been real happy with him. Yeah, except uh, you know, when I needed him against Snaps, but yeah, on, yeah. on the whole, yeah, very happy with him. Uh, receivers looking like Keenan, Calvin, and Christian. Uh, also, you got Perriman on the bench, Tim Patrick, who's been a solid, Zach Pascal, uh, Debo. Just back from injury. Uh, how you like your receiving core this year? Honestly, I I, I was glad that you and I made that trade because uh, for Keenan Allen during the during the draft day because mm-hmm. he's been he's been he's been great. Yeah, he's been um, good. And I've been happy with Ridley when he's healthy. You know, he's I I think he's uh, he's a beast. I think he's Austin. I think he's, yeah, I think he's a beast. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, now that Debo's back, uh, I I like those three receivers you know i had envisioned with debo you know i'd have him for this this late season push so yeah hopefully i can enjoy that hopefully i can make playoffs and i can get some out of him but um yeah i like that those those three uh, that, Keenan is, Allen, Ridley, and debo. that is a really solid one two three uh it goes well with the really solid running backs camara and edwards hilaire uh on the bench you got james white Coming off a solid week, uh, Justice Hill, Valid, Ahmad, uh, a, a lot of uh, you got t- two really good guys starting, and then you got a uh, you know a hodgepodge on the bench. How you feel about your running backs this year? Well, I mean, I, I going into the year, I honestly thought I had one of the best tandems, but I thought you know, and I saw it a little bit at the beginning of the year that. Mm-hmm. Edward Hilaire was kind of, you know, he he looked great. Yeah. He was putting up good fantasy points. And then, you know, it's um it was a little bit frustrating, you know, then getting Le'Veon Bell. Um, you know, it's definitely impacted his fantasy value a little bit. And and two with the Chiefs offense, like you just never know who's gonna get like the tut or uh, who's gonna like, you know, get their points in score. Tyreek Hill. Yeah. Outside of what just happened, he he hasn't like really like had that kind of bopper of a week until you know this past week. So you just never know with the Chiefs' offense. There's a lot; they got a lot of weapons. But too many. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm a little bit I'm a little bit disappointed with Edward Solaire given how much I spent on him. Yeah. You know, he went for like seventy 
think like seventy two in the auction. Like there's a lot of people. I, I know Grant was was in the in the mix for him, and mm-hmm. you know, then there was others. So. No, there I was were, real eye on him. There are a lot of uh, you know fantasy quote unquote gurus who are saying take him you know number one number one running back blah blah blah. They were very yeah. high on him. And, and, and Rick claims it's his chick, but <laughs> he had no idea who Edwards Hilaire was. Woo! <laughs> 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 oh, he's such an idiot. But um, yeah, Edwards Hilaire has been a little bit of a disappointment. And then Camara the past couple of weeks. I mean. Drew Brees going down. I yeah. think you can you feel my pain a little bit with Michael Thomas. Go! Yeah. Him going down has been no bueno for the Silverback Gorilla. So I I hope maybe they can get him more involved, Camara in the offense moving forward. because yeah, I don't think Brees is gonna come back to like week fifteen. Dude, or something. I don't know when he's coming back. He broke half the fucking ribs in his body. So yeah, <laughs> now, I think I think um, kind of finish your question. Um, now that Rex Burkhead's out for the rest of the year, I think... That I Rex. Think, yeah, that Rex. I think uh, White could be a decent little um, running back three on my bench. Um, yeah, I mean, you're not going to be I starting wish, him, so... Yeah, I'm not going to be starting him, but yeah, he'll, he's a, a decent bench piece, yeah. I would say. Good to have there. Uh, tight end, uh, John o. Smith, and... Uh, so you got Dalton Schultz here. Uh, you dropped the slut, Logan Thomas. You happy with the tight end production this year? Uh, it's been I, – I was at the beginning of the year. Yeah, know, Smith came out hot. Titans, Titans are odd. You know, he was – Johnny Smith, I was high on him because I kept reading that he's a big breakout candidate this year. Uh-huh. And uh, he's, he's athletic as hell. Yeah. I mean, and he seems like he's got decent hands, but they just – I don't – it's weird. They don't, like – they haven't been really utilizing him the past couple of weeks. I mean, well, I say past couple of weeks. The, the three weeks prior to this this past week, he had a touchdown, but or he had like eight. Nine yeah, points. no, he he. I'm looking now. I, he did have a touchdown. He had a, a rushing one, I believe, right against the Colts. So, yeah. I mean, he went week eleven nine points, week ten eight, week nine almost ten points. Last week he gave you a goose egg. Yeah, but then. That's so. That's what's kind of threat. Like, okay, so he scores these touchdowns, but he doesn't. They don't really involve him a whole lot in the offense. I don't understand yeah. why he's a, he's a great weapon. I don't know if he's not healthy. I know he had an ankle injury, mm-hmm. you know, earlier in the year, and I don't know if he's just not quite a hundred percent. But mean, just doesn't doesn't really make sense why they're not. Utilizing no, him. I hear especially if a, a guy like Derrick Henry, you know, utilize him off the play action. That's what they did at the beginning of the year, and he was, you know. <laughs> He's putting up big points and big yeah. numbers. The first three weeks, four for 36 in the tutty, four for 84 in two tutties, five for 61. But, yeah, it's it's kind of falling off. He's had multiple weeks with just one catch. Last week, obviously, the goose egg. Uh, even before that, those weeks when he almost had 10 points, he only had two catches, two catches, four catches. Exactly. And his, his high, you know, his high yardage week was 32. So, in week nine against the Bears. I, I wouldn't have a problem with top 10, 10. He's slinging it his way more. He's locked in as my starter the rest of the way, hopefully the yeah, rest of the way being all the way to week 16. But moving down, uh, you kind of expressed uh, your feelings on kickers and IDPs. Uh, you got Mason Crosby right now. You streamed him, so you haven't been rolling. haven't been loyal to one kicker. Uh, what about this Colts defense? Have you rolled with I them mean, most Colts of the season? Colts defense, I think, was second in the league. Yeah. And then I guess they forgot to – to you know, uh, they didn't wake up and play against the Titans. Go! That was 
one of the worst performances I've ever seen. Um, and I know they're missing, you know, you know, Buckner and some other guys, but you know, still their defense has been so solid all year. I'm just a division opponent. I'm surprised they didn't wake up and they, you know, look at this weak point total I just put up with. And when you have a guy that scores zero and John mm-hmm. Smith and a defense that puts out negative three, that's not a recipe for a good point total that week. And yeah, so the Colts defense right now, I'm a little bit salty, but you know, for most of the year, they've been really, really solid. It's, it's saved me a lot of fab because I've just been rolling with them for uh, most of the year. It is convenient when you got a good defense, you can just keep rolling them out there. Uh, the IDPs, you've just been streaming them? Yeah, for the most part. I mean, I, I, um, I've been, you know, I had, uh, I had Fred Warner at the beginning of the year. And I kind of, you know, I wish I held on to him. But, uh, yeah, I've been streaming, I've been streaming for the most part. Jonathan Poyer, I think he's a good player. So, yeah. I know he's one of the leaders. And I think he's like top 10. And again, that's, this proves my point. You know, I picked up a top 10 guy just recently yeah uh off the waiver wire so um and then i i I made a move for you know spillane after you get that huge huge week against the ravens Mm -hmm. um i picked him up i thought he you know he looked amazing that week he had like 24 points Mm -hmm. and he was flying around i thought you know with um uh that injury to bush i thought he would really step up and put up some serious points but I think he's playing okay, but it just really hasn't translated to a lot of fancy points. So I recently cut ties with, with him. But yeah, I've been streaming for the most part. Now, I heard you mention Fred Warner. There was some controversy earlier in the year between you and his name keeps coming up, Mr. Monday Slight, Rick Master Flex. Do you want to touch on that? Well, I mean, I, I will gladly. You know, this, this idiot acts like people have crystal balls and can see that a guy like James Robinson, who was a on nobody's radar, really, you know, it's going to break out, you know, and Uh, and my point was, you know, he said that I, I was very slow and didn't take advantage of moving Fred Warner to an IR spot so I could pick up somebody else. And my rebut to that was, yeah, I mean, I I could have done that, but unless I'm going to pick him up and I, I have somebody I could, you know, a free agent I could pick up and trade, Mm-hmm. More than likely, that same guy I'm going to pick up is going to be dropped when I reactivate Fred Warner, which, from my understanding, was going to be in a couple of days. Mm-hmm. So, it's you know he made such a big deal about that, and it means he's like he's saying no, I'm not being rational. He's not being rational. Like, I'm being completely rational. <laughs> like I swear, you know, how dare it? You know, as a, a late bloomer, <laughs> you know, with him being, I, I, I think he's smarter than Rick. Like, I think yeah, baby, yeah. only half his brain left because the shit that he's been saying, I'm like just scratching my head. It makes, it, it makes. Well, I'm just going to, I got to get him back on the pod. Maybe I'll bring you two on, set up a, a Trump versus Sleepy Joe style debate. <laughs> Gloves off. Oh. I'll put that ass to sleep. <laughs> oh, man. All right, let's move on down the topics list. But first, let's cut away for a quick word from our new sponsor, uh, Polarizing Pizza in the Scribe. Some people say the pizza tastes like rubber. It's shit. It's at the bottom of the line. Someone in particular stands up, and they always support them. 
and they say that I'm sorry, but no one out pizzas the hut. <laughs> Always happy to have new sponsors join outside the scribe. Uh, let's get to rank them. I'm going to get your opinion on what you value the most between winning the title, the regular season finish, points scored, GM of the year, and how much money you make. Why make trillions when we could make billions? This is, this is tough. Um, you know, uh, how can I put this? Like, I guess there's, there's how I feel in terms of luck versus skill. And then like each year what I'm like going for the most, if that makes sense. Like, mm-hmm. like I always, I'm always trying to win the title. So that's yeah. like number one with this question, but I don't always think that's the most skill skillful thing, you know, yeah. with with these other things. So, in terms of what I'm going for, mm. I'm always going for the title, mm. then the regular season, and then the points. Okay. Uh, the GM of the year, I feel like that was created when you were going through this trolling stage, and you know now it's picked up some, you know, some ahead of steam, but. Yeah, GM of the year. I, who I've never voted for GM of the year. Uh, so what the hell is GM of the year? Uh, yeah, well, the problem is we we could have a vote. I'd like to have a vote. Go back and look through who won what trades, who found you know sleepers, but no one's gonna do it unbiased. You know, there's certain people have more haters than others. You got other guys who play act like they're you know some nice friendly family guy like Kyle and Trader Jay, just trying to fly uh, under the radar while they rip everyone off. Um, yeah. I, so I that's why we can't do that. I, I plan on addressing that too. No, we'll get with, uh, we'll get to that. Yeah. We'll get to that later. Uh, we will. Um, but yeah, I mean the the formula is cool. I like the formula, and I, I mean yeah, like everyone kind of says the same thing. If you win GM of the year, it means you're gonna probably take the most money because you know you're gonna finish yeah. near the top in the title, and, the regular season, and possibly win and the points. Yeah, so like GM of the year and like uh, the money, it's like a mm. direct. It that that is um, a, it has a relationship or a correlation to mm. the title, regular season, and points. So mm-hmm. I feel like really it's it's down to okay, how do you feel about title, regular season, and points? And well, some I, people some people claim that they're in it for the money. Uh, I I haven't mean to bring up this is I I guess it has to be because of coronavirus and uncertainty. I think a lot of people didn't think the season would even get past like week five or even week three. This is the worst side betting year in league history. There were like no side bets at all. I don't know if there literally was a single side bet. Usually I love following a side bet action. I love checking the the notes, the big board, see who's got a juicy $300 points bet going or even the good, you know, the $50, the $100 ones here and there. If if you go off, your team goes off for a good season – you can bring in an extra five hundred to a thousand in side bets, but this year none of it. I'm excited yeah. to have it back next year. Yeah, I and you know I kind of noticed that last year though. To begin, to, to be honest, I thought it went it, it went down a little bit. Yeah. And now, this year it, it's yeah. There's there's no side bets, so that is that is interesting. You, I, you pointed it out. I do. I, remember. I have not to interrupt. I have a quick thought on that. It might. I think part of that might be. Uh, might have been. Three years, there were two years in a row where Kid and I had massive side bets, like kind of irrationally large ones where we were approaching like 700 plus. I lost the first year, and then the next year he lost, so it basically just equaled out. 
uh, I think people, I don't know. I think, I don't know. We took it to the limit and then things kind of pulled well, back. We had I a correction think, in the market. Yeah. If it, if it, if it plays into like unethical behavior yeah, and that sort of thing, which it kind of opens the door for, it can, I think, yeah, it can. I think that's maybe what a little bit playing into it too. But we're also in a. This is a big dollar league, so it is. I know people are in different stages of their lives, have kids, have other stuff, so maybe they just don't want to roll the dice even more than they than they are. But yeah, hopefully we can get a couple more side bets next year. Yeah, I'm trying to get some fat ones going. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> oh hell yeah! But to answer your question. Title, break season points. That's how I, I would rank them. And then, I don't know. After that, I don't. GM of the year, money, yeah. money, GM of the year. All right. It's legit. Um, before we get to listener questions, I'm going to just give you, uh, give you the mic. The floor is yours. Anything else you want to get off your chest? It's a lot of fake news that you've claimed inside the scribe. So... You know? <laughs> it's all you. What? Have at it. Um, well, I think I got a lot off my chest already. Most most of it was directed towards Rick, but I think it is. You didn't hold on back. Just a minute ago about Jason, uh-huh. and even Sean. You know, but but Jason. Let's talk about Jason first. All right. You know that whole nice guy act. Trader Jay. He's not a nice guy. Yeah, you know, he, he wants he wants to rip your throat out just like just like I do. You know, or anybody yeah. does. Yeah. Yeah. He'll, he'll sweet talk you, then try to trade trade with you and unreal of, of different members so i hope that it starts to catch up with them and and sean kind of is the same way you know he gets he makes that comment the other day about oh man you didn't you, you didn't start debo question mark or you or whatever he was asking a question and he knew the exact answer to <laughs> don't you love when people like, do that oh then he's like well i'm like sean you know you know the answer to that and then, you know, he's like, well, I just wanted to chat. Like, what kind of chat would we have after that question? You know, I'm coming off just, you know, I, I'm leading the league in points and I just put up 70. You know, I'm no longer be leading in points and you know, I'll fall out of the points. No! And then he wonders why I'm all pissy. Of course. I mean, he forgets what it's like to compete, I guess. <laughs> he might. <laughs> you know, I'm a competitive son of a bitch. Of course, I'm not going to take that. I, I, I was so mad at myself that, you know, Debo went off and I had him on the bench. I didn't think he'd be as involved. He was, they would ease him back into it, but I was I was wrong, and, yeah, I wish he was in there. But, yeah, fucking, you know, he, he once asked, he's, he's, he's no nice guy either. <laughs> he's a little <laughs> son of a bitch. Uh, what about Puts, the late bloomer? Any the thoughts on bloomer, him? Yeah, honestly, you know, I always, he, he was always lower on my list years ago uh-huh. uh, on, on, on GMs because, you know, he's too busy, you know, jerking off to wrestling. But, you know, now... Yeah, baby, yeah! He loves to, you know, come home, drink a couple of Coors Lights, Coors Light. watch his sports a lot, and he's definitely... Um, de- I, I definitely re- respect him and his GM abilities. I think he... Mm-hmm. He, he's drafted pretty well. He's had success, and he hasn't won that title recently. But, yeah, I think he's kind of, you know, gone the other way as, you know, Bane has. Bane, I well, don't respect him at all. 
Well, Darren, I, I do respect that. Uh, just... not to interrupt you. Sorry, we ah, didn't even throw it on our uh, our list of topics, but obviously we got to do it. Who are your your top three GMs? Who are your bottom three? Let's start with the bottom. bottom. Who are your bottom, bottom three? Bottom three. Uh, see, and you can give honorable mentions too. I know. I go finishes so poorly, you know, every year. But he just he does have terrible luck. Like I, I do. I always think he drafts pretty well. Yeah. But he just has some bad shit happen to him. Uh, but I can't not put him on the list. Uh, I, I, I gotta interject. Yeah. It actually was cracking me up the way we all were like, the curse is lifted, like, sense got it done. Like, he's not getting the poo. It's like, well, hold on, he's still getting 11th place. (laughs) If anyone else gets 11th, they're like, this is the fucking worst season I've ever had, or one of them. (laughs) I know. Uh, But go on, sense, yeah, sense is in there, unfortunately. Okay, this is, I would say sense, I would say uh, Sean, and then, I'd have to, I'd probably say Kyle. I think Kyle, I don't know what he, I don't know if, I think he cares, but. So, a classic toilet trio. Yeah. I think he's just not, he's got a lot on his plate, man. He's hunting, he's got, he's got some kiddos. Yeah, I think, I'd, I'd put those three. And then the top three, I would say, um, I'd probably say Grant, Jaden Puts. Grand Jaden's puts. Yeah, those are those are my those are my top three. What are your reasoning? Uh, what is your reasoning for Grant? What is your reasoning for Jada? What's your reasoning for puts? I think um, I think Grant. I mean his his titles, the amount of titles he has, speaks for himself. So I think he's he's obviously he's always. I mean he drafts well. He executes his draft. Like some people, I, I kind of you know wing it at the draft and uh-huh. he normally has a strategy and he executes it mm-hmm. and uh then he's always active on the waiver wire um and fab and he makes you know some decent trades so mm. he's he's definitely up there jada um i i didn't i didn't love his 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 draft this year but he is always he's a good he's a good manager he makes good pickups mm. and Typically, he likes to trade, and you know I think he's got he's got the deepest team this year. Mm-hmm. So, you know I'm sure people are probably rooting for him not to make playoffs because he could do some damage if he if he makes it. But definitely say him, and then puts. Like I was saying, I mean, I think he's very knowledgeable. I think he drafts pretty well. I, I think his uh, his management isn't as strong as the the first two, mm-hmm. but it's definitely much improved than it was. But um, he's a late bloomer. Yeah. He's a late bloomer. He's still got some learning to do, but he's getting there. <laughs> oh, that is stern, but fair. <laughs> All right, well then, with that being said, let's get to the rapid-fire segment of the show before we get to the long-awaited listener questions. Uh, you know, give us a sentence or two, or if you got hate in your heart, let it out. We're going to start from the bottom. Uh, standings aren't yet updated, so... And this wouldn't change anyways. Last place, Bayon. Thoughts? Yeah, I think I've touched on Bayon a good amount sure uh, in this episode. But, yeah, I think um, he's one of the worst GMs. <laughs> he needs to get his head out of his ass. Go! Having equals players. Yeah, I think that's, that's it for Bayon. Sean Stidham. Uh, moving up, <laughs> 11th place, Kyle. 
Yeah, I think yeah he got. Uh, yeah, I think <laughs> just not. I don't know. I don't think he's as uh, devoted as the rest of the scribe. And I still think he made a pretty bad trade with you. It hasn't really turned out as bad as what everyone anticipated. But yeah, we trade needs to needs to step up his devotion. All right, number ten cents. The cursed one. Cursed um, sense, Nick. Yeah, you know, I I think he is cursed. He's he's a knowledgeable guy about sports, but that hasn't really translated all that well. I think he needs to figure it out. I think he needs to look seriously into trying to reverse this this hex or this curse. I'd agree. <laughs> uh, ninth place, Mister Monday Slight, aka Rick Fab. Yeah, I, th- I think he's. Um, you know, if I had no idea. Of like, if I was just an outsider and I was just listening to some of the, the, these comments that he, he he makes on a pretty like daily basis, I would think he's at the top of the standings. But he's he's delusional. He's uh, he needs to get his head out of his ass, just like Sean. Stop having you know all these Steelers players and and, and be like Rick Rehack. You know he's got to things got to change up his strategy a little bit and take a, a real deep look in the in the mirror, try to figure out some things. All right, number eight, uh, your Florida neighbor, <laughs> the kid. Oh, man, he just fucking ate my Thanksgiving <laughs> leftovers. Um, Snacking. The kid, you know, he he's drafted decently well the past couple of years, but mm. I think his day-to-day management's still a little suspect. Yeah. So he, uh, you know, can draft well and get shit together and, and uh, be a better manager. I think he could you know, be a more consistent, um, you know, be more consistent at making playoffs. But yeah, I think there's some opportunity there to improve that day to day management. He might sneak in the playoffs. He'll he'll definitely have the low. He'll he'll have the lowest point total in the field. But you know, he got it done. Yeah. Uh, moving up seventh place. Yours truly. You know, I I think you're you're normally in the mix with. Um, you know what knocks you down? Yeah, baby, in my, yeah. In my uh, view of all these GMs, is um, you know, I don't, I don't know if the if the evaluation of all this talent is always there, and the knowledge of these. Go. Players, I, think it's, I think you you do you excel with making trades, and you make good waiver wire pickups, but. Um, yeah, it's just this, the knowledge, I, I don't know. It could, uh, and the pronunciations, it could improve. Yeah, my ass. Uh, number, <laughs> number six, Jade. <laughs> number six, Jason. Trader Jay. He, he's a good GM. He's a cocksucker, but he's a good GM. And, uh, yeah, he's normally always in the mix at the end of the year. Yeah, that he is. Uh, number five, Grant. Again, you know, strong GM, arguably the best. And, uh, yeah, he's a solid, formidable opponent. All right, you're in fourth, sliding up to third, pro. Professor, see, I'm actually proud that pro didn't make any, you know, terrible trades this year. You know, typically, he doesn't draft all that bad, but he just doesn't make the greatest trades. And, you know, this year, he... He drafted a decent team. Kyler Murray's been 
been a great quarterback, and um, yeah, he's he, he's done a little. Now he's he's done well in that in that aspect, but still his his uh, you know roster management I think still you know on the lower end of the spectrum. Uh, that's stern but fair. Uh, second place, B weave. B weave, B weave. Um. Again, you know, I think he's he's pretty knowledgeable sports. Now, one thing I'll, I'll, I'll disagree with, I know when he was on the pod, you know, he says how you know, he hasn't been spending you know, a whole lot of time and that could be hurting him and all this shit. And I'm calling bullshit on that. Yeah. I, I hear his – he's always watching sports. He's always commenting on games. He's always an active participant in the scribe. I'm not really buying that. I think he's trying to find excuses, but – this year he he's got a, a decent team. Uh, I think he made a good trade to strengthen his team, and um, yeah, I would say this year he's doing pretty well. But uh, he's he's a middle of the pack kind of GM in my opinion. He's hot right now. He's five in a row, I think it is. Yep. Six in a row, five in a row. Uh, and then number one, we already talked about him. But any closing words about the late bloomer puts? No, uh, he's just a late late bloomer, doing doing well this year and. Yeah, he's uh, he's been he's he's had a couple bit you know not winning the the title you know since season one. So if he can if he can win a win a title, I think he would gain a lot more respect from others. <laughs> well, there you have it, folks. The rapid fire segment of the show. Let's get to it. The long-awaited listener questions. What kind of stupid-ass question is that? I'm rich and I'm dead sexy. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, the first one. Let's see. We'll take it. This first one here is from Anonymous. It says, why do you think that you have the reputation of a cocksucker when it comes to proposing trades? <laughs> yeah. People act like they don't try to get the, the better end of a trade. And a lot of people, a lot of people, sense, puts, they always try to come in with a, a lower, <laughs> a low ball. Sense and puts sent some of those awful trades I received uh, all year. So, and, and then I look at the trade that you made with, with Kyle, mm-hmm. you know, which was, on the surface, that was not, not a good trade. So, of course, you're going to propose things. Where it maybe tilts the yeah baby yeah like I I I you know I think you know myself above anybody like if if somebody wants to get a deal done I'll, I'll, I'll you know try to get a deal done like with Rick you know he also mentioned you know that whole you know trade saying well, I was trying to get Will Fuller and he said how I kept trying to push Trey Burton down through yeah that, that again was false he lied about that whole entire conversation. You know, I <laughs> trade Burton, but then I just wanted to engage in some trade. I was like, okay, do you want Johnny Smith instead? And he just didn't acknowledge it. So, you know, if my first trade offer is a little bit low, uh-huh. you know, that doesn't mean I'm, I'm not going to, you know, do my best to try to get a fair, a more fair trade done. All right. Stern. So maybe. Maybe it's just, you know, with my initial offer being too, I don't know. I don't know. I think people may just want to hate, too. I don't, I don't know what it is, though. All right. All stern but fair. Uh, let's go to this next one. It's from Grant. He said, if we played in a relegation league, 
who would you want to be relegated? <laughs> and I want to go on record again saying I, I love the 13-person league idea with the poopsie getting relegated and not being allowed to play yeah. in any fantasy leagues. I strongly yeah. push for that. Yeah. See, but my first... Um, <laughs> um, I don't know. My initial reaction to that would be, okay, well, I... Don't, I don't want the, you know, my the the, the best uh, GM, you know, participating and, and and being an opponent. So I would say, you know, Grant, my opinion's probably the one of the top GMs. So I'd say him, but you know, I think about Warren. It would be pretty funny if you got relegated. So I'd probably <laughs> say you. Yeah, I figured that was coming. Uh, here we got one from Rick. Is the concept of Fab Knots real? Do you think you have a firm grasp on Fab, and does most of the league? Yeah, I think I, I do, and I think um, maybe a year ago, I think it, that concept was real. But then, you know, people started asking questions, and then other members would help them out. And now, I, I think for the most part, you have a a group of people that understand fab, but I, mm. I think definitely there's a little bit of, um, you know, some people understand it more than others. Yeah. All sounds legit. Um, here we have one from anonymous it says, does it bug you more that Jason is better at fantasy than you <laughs> or that he's better looking than you? <laughs> he's, he's such a cocksucker. <laughs> He really is. Like, you know, he's... <laughs> uh, I'm not even going to answer that. Good. Next question. <laughs> do you guys still have that side bet? Yeah, we do. What is? What are the terms on that? Uh, Ten years. What I don't you? know when the last year is. Whoever has got more titles gets... Uh, What's that looking like right money. now? Uh, we're tied. 1-1? One, one? Yeah. Yeah, we're tied. So I think it was after 2000. I think it was like 2013 is when we made it, or maybe like 14 or something like that. But yeah, we're tied 1 1. That's spicy. Um, let's see, here we have one from Anonymous. They want to know Do you prefer the nickname Matt with a lowercase m and one T or Scaredy Cat Matt? The second, the second nickname is just said that I was fucking retarded, based <laughs> off of me not starting. That doesn't even make sense. Um, so next question. <laughs> All right. Um, here we got one. Hypothetically, this is from anonymous. Hypothetically, if someone were to get poopsie this year, would it carry less weight than any other poopsie? And then they said. A, option A, yes, or option B, yes? <laughs> I, I really, I don't, I don't think it carries any less weight. I, I'm really, with you. <laughs> and we were all dealt the same kind of hand. Exactly. And, um, yeah, I, I don't think it carries any, any less oh. weight. Was that, I mean, was anybody really, really screwed by Corona this year? Like, Darren had some weird scheduling. Rick's dealing with some weird scheduling. But other than that... It's not like yeah, anybody was no. using Broncos and, quarterbacks or 
and, and yeah, that's it, it. Did suck what happened, like with fucking Janu. Yeah. You know, I I dealt with some shit. Yeah. I had no idea what was going to happen back weeks ago, but I think everyone, like every, most of the people, have been impacted one way or another. So I don't think, yeah, I I, I don't, and and we all had like we all knew what we were kind of kind of knew what we were getting into before the before the season started. So like this is a year where you should have a lot more depth. Now I don't. I didn't really necessarily go in that direction. I was still going after the boppers, but yeah, you, we all were dealt the same hand and it was up to you to choose the right strategy. And yeah, I don't think we should have any less weight on this year than compared to any other year. I agree with that. I think we're all dealing with the same circumstances and again, no one had anything super like agreed just happened. So if anything, I believe we broke it down and Bayon actually benefited, but not to say that that was him who wrote the question, but we're talking poopsie. So uh, here we got one from Puts. Uh, he wants to know who is your favorite person to mind fuck. Um, that's a good one. That is a good one. <laughs> I would say it's got to be two people. Okay. It's got to be Puts and Sense. <laughs> so two people. Uh, you I live love. With. I love doing it. I, I I think back to that time. Where I I I mind fucked put so good. How was that? And I acted like I was I was I was driving home. I remember I was I was working at the bank. I had a long drive. I'm like I'm so bored. I gotta figure something out to do to pass this time. And I acted like I was interested in joining the, the flag football league <laughs> at uh, <laughs> at Lyco. And, uh, and then he started talking, and I then started just like implying how homosexual I was and how it was okay if I copped a feel on people's asses and penis and, and you just thought that you're like, well, no, no, it, it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> and I mind fucked it so bad. Yeah. Sense, sense is just, his reactions kill me. So yeah, probably. Not. Yeah, baby, yeah! <laughs> oh, that's funny. Um, we have an, uh, another one since we're talking puts and sense, this is from Anonymous. Who is a better roommate, puts or sense? Well, I'd have to say sense because sense would never steal my clothes or sleep in my bed or do anything disgusting like that. Puts was always just sniffing around in my room. And... and <laughs> and uh, oh, yeah. Classic. Yeah, probably. I don't think it would sense. <laughs> it's stern but fair. Um, here we have one from Anonymous. Who do you think is the most insufferable person this season? That's another good one. Oh, by far, Rick. <laughs> His name keeps coming up. It's like it's like <laughs> Rick. He is so bad. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, I'd love to just kick him out of the scribe. <laughs> no, I would miss him. He he really gets some good discussions going. Um, this one we already touched on it a bit. They said it's from anonymous, like most of the questions. Uh, they said, "Do you think your reputation as a difficult trade partner is fair? If not, why do you think that reputation has followed you?" <laughs> yeah, I think we touched on it, but. Um... You know, I love to make a deal. So if anyone's trying to trade, I'm down for that trade. But yeah, we touched on it. All right. Um, 
We got another from Anonymous. Oh, no, wait, sorry. Here's a good one from Brad. Uh, how do you see the top week? Yeah, the, I mean, this isn't even proper English, but how do you see the top week 13 shaping out? Who has the edge in the matchups that could affect playoffs? So how do you, how do you see shit playing out? Well, it's hard because um, there, <laughs> there's so many. There's a lot of scenarios. Matchups that have playoff implications. So yeah, um, yeah, I would say just real quick, who has the edge? I mean, Brad's the hottest team in the league, so yeah. I haven't looked at his individual matchups. So I mean, well, it takes. I would have to look at each matchup and really determine who's got the actual edge, you know, yeah. with their players, but. Um, I would say, though, I did look at the kid and Jason's matchup, and mm-hmm. the kid does have buys, so I don't think that works out too favorably for him. But So you think uh, kid will be – yeah, I mean, I'm just going to piggyback on this. Give us your six playoff teams. I know you're not researching exactly with yeah. the, the matchups and blah, blah, blah. I want to say it's uh, Brad Putz, Grant, uh, me, um, Jada, and then <sighs> – I hope it plays out like that because that'll be looking like Beefmaster Flex getting that six seed or maybe Rick. Um, this is hard. Pro, pro yeah, also, you know, Pro's sitting in third right now, but uh, he's taking L this week and he's got puts next week. He's got puts next week. Yeah, so I think, I, and then you're playing Brad. I'm playing Brad next week. It's a tough See, this one. Is so hard. There's but too many, it, like, there's so many scenarios. And yeah. I don't want to say something that doesn't make sense. You well, know what I mean? If I, I'll give you a quick a quick layout. Um, yeah. Puts is in. Puts As long as Puts, you know, gets his two points and well, all or whatever, he's in. How I look at it, how mm. I look at it, Puts, sorry, Puts, Brad, and Grant are all in. Because Grant, even yeah. if he loses to me, he's still got a strong point total. So yeah. he's, those three are definitely in. That's a fighting for the last three spots. Yeah. So what, just what makes it tricky is if, if Brad or sorry, if Grant somehow loses, you know, and he's not in the top five record wise, he's gonna lock up that six spot. Exactly. So that, that's gonna kill me. It's gonna kill yeah. Rick. So it it really just a matter of whether if Pro or Kid wins next week, you know, because they already got seven wins, uh, they're gonna bump up and they're gonna steal a spot that maybe, you know, and I don't think I don't think Kid's gonna win. And then Pro is playing Darren. I don't think Pro's gonna win. So yeah. that's where I think. All right. So it's so it's, it's gonna uh, be puts Jason, uh, Grant. puts Jason Grant. Yes, and then that and, would leave. And then Brad. Yeah, if Brad beats yeah. me, he'll lock one up. And it's it's crazy. Uh, we keep saying his name. You think Rick has a shot? Any shot? No. No, I mean, he's got a shot, you know, mathematically, but I don't yeah. think he's going to make it. So no. I think it's going to – I think it would be, um, yeah, Brad, Darren, Grant, um, Jason. You. And then then I think I'm going to get in there. And then the sixth spot. Um, this is hard. I, I'd have to say – I'd have to say. I, Go ahead and say it. I'd have to say. That. That. Con? Who? Need it. Need it. Yeah, let's it's, see. It's going to be so tight. That's why I can't wait for. This, this no, is the tightest dude. I've. I, I can remember. Dude, it's fucking nuts. 
love it. Tugging a bullfrog's ass. Uh, last yeah. one, last but not least, it's a two-parter, uh, both from Anonymous. Uh, the first one, why do you not find Asian women attractive? Uh, the second, what really happened that fateful night down in Baltimore? <laughs> Let's get it straight from the horse's mouth. It's, it's the elephant in the room. <laughs> this, it, I, this is unbelievable. And, uh, oh, that's... <laughs> Chain smoking cigarettes all night long. Uh, the elephant noise kind of, I couldn't hear you. Start again, something, what, disgusting? Chain smoking cigarettes, her belly hanging out. <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that was no bueno. No good. Mm-hmm. Some people take them for the team, others others don't, I guess. <laughs> that's that's all we got in the, uh, the listener questions, so wrap it up. You, you got anything left? I got any hate left in your heart? You want to let it out? No. I got uh, I got nothing left. I'm glad uh, to be on the show. It's been a long time coming. It has been. Hopefully I can uh, secure a playoff spot. Yeah. And uh, everyone else can kiss my whole asshole. <laughs> All right. We appreciate you coming on. And maybe we'll get you back on for a special playoff pod where we can get all the, the playoff teams maybe on here at once. Or maybe we'll do you know two people at a time, get three pods in before the first round. Sounds good. Well, there you have it, folks. Big thanks again to Matt for taking time to come and join us here on Outside the Scribe. Can't wait for week 13. I guess we still technically got to wrap up week 12 with this weird Steelers 3 o'clock Wednesday game, but hopefully you all get a chance to listen to this before then. Try to get another pot out maybe maybe Friday, Saturday, if someone's available. I uh, got Kid on the docket looking, looking to get him on here Monday. Should be a good one. You know, it'll be very interesting, too, to see where people's heads are at after these Sunday matchups. Hopefully, hopefully there's some Monday night drama for us. Uh, yeah, man, but that's all I got for today. Thanks for listening. I'm going to have James Brown play us out.